Hi there, welcome to another episode of Learning with Linda. In this episode, we're going to be focused on visual processing disorder. This topic is closely linked to the previous one, which is audio processing disorder. So if you haven't listened to the most recent or any of the other episodes covering dyslexia, dyscalculia, dysgraphia, dysphagia, and dyspraxia, then you might want to catch up. But for those of you who are up to date, and I'm certain you'll be delighted to get this show on the road. So let's go. What are visual processing issues? Visual is anything that is related to what we see, and it is commonly associated with accuracy in sight, as in a 2020 vision. But vision is more than that. Yes, we, we see with the actual eye, but the processing of what the eye sees happens in the brain. The brain processes the visual world, including things like symbols, pictures, and distance. So when your brain cannot process the input from the eyes, it is called a visual processing disorder or visual processing issues. Visual processing issues don't just affect how a child learns. They also impact their ability to do ordinary things like sorting socks into the same colors or pairs or playing a simple game of netball or soccer. Visual processing issues can also cause problems with socializing and self-esteem and some kids may become frustrated and withdrawn. There are eight types of visual processing issues, and some will definitely sound similar to the ones that I mentioned in the auditory processing disorder episode, but the ones that we're talking about today affect how a person processes what they see and not what they hear. A person can have more than one type, and these issues often go undetected because they don't show up on vision tests. And let's be honest, that's usually where people stop trying people just stop at the optometrist because you obviously have a problem with what you see, right? Well, it is important for us, especially as the black community, to not give up on getting a formal and accurate diagnosis. So here are the different types of visual processing issues that have been identified. The first one is visual discrimination issues. Kids with this type have difficulty seeing the difference between two similar letters, shapes, or objects, so they may mix up letters confusing D and B or P and Q. Secondly, visual figure ground discrimination issues. Kids with this type may not be able to pull out a shape or character from its background. They may also have trouble finding a specific piece of information on a page that has other information. So basically, they need the whole picture and cannot focus on parts of a whole. Third one is visual sequencing issues. Kids with these issues have difficulty telling the order of symbols, words, or images. So they may also struggle to write answers on a separate sheet. Example, if they're writing an assessment and the questions are on one paper and they're meant to answer on a separate sheet, that's very difficult. Or they might also skip lines when reading without taking note that a part of what they read is missing. This will subsequently affect their comprehension skills and this may and they may also reverse or misread letters, numbers and words. The fourth one is visual motor processing issues. Kids with these issues have difficulty using feedback from the eyes to coordinate the movement of other parts of the body. 
right so they all struggle to catch a ball but because they have to focus on seeing the ball come and then trying to determine how far the ball is and then when to actually catch it uh, they might also struggle writing within the lines or margins of a book so at school and at home if they're doing homework and they may occasionally bump into things and have trouble copying from a book the fifth one is long and short-term visual memory issues so kids with either type have difficulty recalling what they've seen or read because of that they may struggle with reading and spelling and they may also have trouble remembering what they've read and they may also struggle with using a calculator or a keyboard uh, the sixth one is visual spatial issues kids with these issues have difficulty telling where objects are in space that includes how far things are from them and how far things are from each other the, uh, it also includes objects and characters described on paper and kids may also have a tough time reading maps and judging time and telling uh, an estimate distance Number, six, number seven, visual closure issues. Kids with these issues have difficulty identifying an object when only one part is visible. So they may not recognize a car if the wheels are missing or a body that is drawn if the arms were missing. Uh, these kids may also have a great difficulty with spelling because they can't recognize a word if a letter is missing. And research has proven that when we read, we do not necessarily read every letter in the word. But for an individual with a visual processing disorder, is an it is important for them to have all parts of the word. And the eighth and the last one is letter and symbol reversal issues. Kids with visual processing issues uh, may switch letters or numbers when writing or even substitute these or they can make uh, substitutions when reading especially after the age of seven they may also have trouble with letter formation which affects their reading their writing and their math skill now you're probably wondering what are the signs and symptoms of visual processing issues i think i've mentioned quite a few uh, when i was describing the types uh, but we'll just quickly go into the common symptoms of visual processing issues. It's quite a lot of them, so <laughs> take your time. Firstly, uh, kids with visual processing issues are easily distracted by too much visual information. They don't pay attention to visual tasks. They seem restless or inattentive during video or visual presentations. And they may have trouble spelling familiar words with ha which have an irregular spelling pattern. They struggle to remember phone numbers or any number sequence and may also have poor reading comprehension when reading silently. So specifically when they read to themselves and they're not getting any audio input. And they may also struggle to remember basic facts that they read themselves silently. They may also skip words or entire lines when reading or they may read the same sentence over and over again without realizing it. And they may also lack interest in movies or television, anything really that requires them um, to use their visual input um, they may also struggle and have difficulty with tasks that require them copying so taking notes from the board 
and they may reverse or misread letters and numbers and words they may constantly bump into things because they can't tell how far the things are and they might find great difficulty writing within lines or margins they might complain of an eye strain or frequently rub their eyes even after you've taken to taken them to an optometrist and an actual eye problem has been ruled out uh, they might also have a below average reading comprehension and writing skill despite being exceptionally strong in their oral comprehension and verbal skills they might also have weak math skills and also frequently ignore the function signs so they won't they if they saw plus first they'll just carry on with every um sum as a plus and they may also leave out specific steps and they may confuse visually similar formulas now the last one they may also fail to recognize changes on board displays or billboards or signs on the road and they might find tasks such as finding the difference in two images very frustrating unfortunately the cause for visual processing disorder is still under-researched and unknown, but it is evident that the issues occur when the brain fails to accurately receive and read the visual cues sent by the eyes. Now, what skills are affected by visual processing issues? We've got three. Um, kids may show signs of visual processing issues uh, only when they start school, but the longer they go without help, the greater the impact may be on a wide variety of skills. Here are some of the areas of visual processing issues can affect. The three are academic, emotional, and life skills. So academic, academically, uh, kids can have great difficulty with reading, writing, and they may struggle to tell letters, numbers, and symbols apart. They might even struggle to tell uppercase and lowercase letters, and they may also have a hard time remembering and recognizing what they read. Emotionally, kids may are falling behind at school, and that may take a huge knock on their self-confidence and self-esteem. And lastly, life skills. Uh, visual processing issues can make simple tasks hard. This is from matching your socks or um, matching your clothes, learning a phone number, or even driving as an adult, estimating distance, reading a map, following written directions, even simple things like playing a game of soccer or tennis with friends. So how can you as a parent guarantee a thorough and accurate diagnosis for a child? When your child starts struggling in school, and it seems like it's a vision problem. The first step to take is to take, take them to a pediatrician, a general practitioner, or a primary healthcare center, which is your local clinic. Before you go, it's important to take notes on what you've been seeing in your child and what they've been struggling with, and to also ask your child's educators for their feedback, especially in class. This will help the doctor to have a holistic understanding and have as many of your child's symptoms available to them as possible. And once a doctor rules out anything physical with your child's challenges, then you might be referred or may be referred to an optometrist or an ophthalmologist to rule out an actual vision problem. After that, your next step would be an educational psychologist who is trained to diagnose learning issues and weaknesses. The ed psych may perform a series of tests to see how your child's visual issues are affecting their development. Uh, the tests are designed to measure intelligence, 
and academic skills, which are reading, writing, and math. They're also designed to measure language skills, which are vocabulary, listening, comprehension, and verbal expression. And they're also designed to measure memory and attention abilities. The EdPsych may also request your child's core subject educators to fill in a feedback form. And now you have a diagnosis. What happens next? There are no medications or recognized cures for visual processing issues, but an occupational therapist will curate a therapy plan suitable for your child. There are also many ways that you can help your child improve their skills. And here are some of the things that you may want to try as a parent. Firstly, your child has been diagnosed with something. Learn as much as you can about it because the more you know, the more you'll be able to help your child and provide the, the appropriate support. Also, observe and take notes. Observe your child closely and take notes on the problem areas because it's only then where you'll develop a better understanding of what he's going through. And your notes will also be helpful when you're talking to family members or your child's doctor or their teachers and anyone else who's going to be helping your child. The next thing you can do as a parent or a guardian is to write out schedules or instructions clearly. Break things down into simple, concise steps and number each step. Uh, write information in large, clear letters and color code them because this might be helpful too. Another thing that you can do is offer them lots of practice. Help your child hone their visual processing skill through fun activities. Try to incorporate their learning into the fun activities that you would do as a family so that they also don't feel left out that they have to be doing certain things when other kids are doing other things. So try doing things that encourage the family to, to uh, work together like puzzles or playing catch or rolling back and forth together as a family. And an important thing that is often underrated is to celebrate your child's victories. If your child has struggled with, the, with learning a specific spelling rule, for example, and then suddenly they ace it in the latest test, be generous with your pet your praise don't hold back because your support and recognition for their genuine achievements may give your child the boost that they need to keep going and keep trying you can also try using hidden picture games and books such as where's wally try picture drawing so practice completing partially drawn pictures or patterns where you draw half of it and then the child must draw the other part as uh, asymmetrical uh, symmetrical pictures also try to do dot-to-dot -dot worksheets or puzzles and encourage your child to review their own work so that they identify the mistakes in which they've written. That's a good reinforcement for a child. Also play memory games. Uh, some of these memory games are can be on a screen where they flip things and try to match uh, match pictures that are the same. They can also have you can also have sensory activities. So use bendable things such as pipe cleaners to form letters and shapes because when they feel a shape it helps them to visualize the shape uh, the, these letters can also be glued onto index cards and later the child can touch them to feel the shape of the letter uh, also expose them to a lot of construction type of activities such as legos or other building blocks and use flashcards. Uh, use a flashcard with the correct letter on one side and inco an incorrectly uh, formed letter on the other side. And try to have your child draw the letter correctly, then turn over the card to see if it's right. Or have them write it in sand or 
with play-doh um with it with or with finger paint to make it more fun you can also encourage them if they're older to use uh, word puzzles word search puzzles that require them to look for one letter and they may also lastly um identify objects by touching them so you can place letters in a plastic bag and have the child identify the letter by just feeling it so they can feel the curves the corners and then then they can guess what letter this is uh, it's also important in the home to always use visual cues. For example, use a colored dot or a sticker to show what side of the page your child can start writing or reading from. Or even with simple things like putting their shoes on, if you put stickers on the inside of their shoes so that they know which foot to put which shoe on. These are some of the things that you as a parent can do at home. But there's also things that teachers can do at school to make the entire learning experience a little less frustrating and a little less overwhelming for your child. So give them directional arrows to help them with direction or to where to start, especially for things like letter formation or where to start writing in a book. Also, give them graph paper because graph paper has a lot of lines and demarcations to help them with their word spacing and the word sizing also you can highlight the lines to encourage correct line alignment and if you're making paper copies provide the child uh, with work that it has to be copied uh, work that has to be copied on a piece of paper to put on their desk rather than asking them to copy it from the board um, give them an alphabet strip I used to do that with a lot of my kids put an alphabet strip on the table or just the alphabet so that they can refer to it for cor correct uh, letter formation it's also important to eliminate clutter so encourage the child to keep their desk clear of distractions and clutter and position the child away from distractions so put their desk in an area that is close to the front to also help them avoid the distraction of other students it was also important to eliminate visual distractions i know a lot of teachers try to keep their classes as visually stimulating and as visually attractive as possible but for kids who have visual processing disorders too much input um uh, uh, creates a problem for them so remove as much of the visually stimulating classroom wall decorations as po as possible especially near the child's desk and keep your worksheets clear and simple so avoid unnecessary decorations and place only one activity on a page so that they don't have to turn so maybe it's a reading comprehension and you have the story on one side and the questions at the back that becomes really frustrating for children um also remove the pretty borders on the worksheets i promise you they do not need that also I'll outline the boundaries so use markers to outline boundaries especially in colors and maze or or cutting tasks so that they know specifically what not to go over or where to specifically cut to cut uh, and lastly, break your visual activities into small steps. When working on puzzles, give them one piece at a time or give them a, one section to focus on of the puzzle. This will help the child in the classroom and it will also incorporate their learning with the other kids learning so that it doesn't feel tedious and hard. Now, today's topic has been a reminder that children face so many unseen challenges that may inhibit their overall development and learning. But it is also highlighted that there are also ways in which parents can make this experience a little less anxious. But if no one takes the initiative or cares enough, then all is truly lost. 
I hope we don't have to count more losses. And I wish every parent and child faced with these challenges, victories day by day, even if it is small victories, celebrate them day by day. So from learning with Lindo, thank you for your time, for listening, and please share this with others. Maybe this information you've listened to is not something that you think you might need, but someone else might. And if you give them that, you would have given them their breakthrough and it would be from you just sharing. I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoyed it and looking forward to the next episode.